This week on the Redeemed Marriage Podcast, we're going to be wrapping up our little mini-series that wasn't really intended to be a mini-series, but we just got a little long-winded last week. So we're talking about how to create a new marriage. And a big part of that is us looking back on who we were as individuals and as a married couple just over 12 years ago um, before... Uh, we walked through infidelity, and then now who we are today and how we have created a new marriage in five different areas. So today we're going to be talking about areas number three, four, and five. So stay tuned. Hello, folks. Welcome back. This is the Redeemed Marriage Podcast, and... I'm Rusty okay. Bryant. I think we need to stop. And right she is not Rusty Bryant. Wait, what? I think you need to stop right there and let's take a dramatic pause and start again with a little more energy. You sound like we spent this weekend at a marriage retreat. Wait, 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 wait. Talk about, I don't know if you really meant. Are you serious? You want me to stop it and re- No, I don't want you to stop it and rewind it. I just want you to go. Hello, folks, with some more energy. <laughs> Hello, folks. <laughs> so much better. <laughs> Did the first one not sound uh-uh. very energetic? It sounded like we've been gone all week and weekend. <laughs> and we have. Hey, that doesn't mean that I'm not just boiling over That's with right. enthusiasm. Right. You just sounded a little tired. Well, I might be, mm-hmm. but that doesn't... Hey, that does not affect all of the wisdom <laughs> that you're fixing to embark. Ye- embark? embark? <laughs> How about impart? Impart. Oh, Lord. <laughs> on these people. Uh, and y'all can't blame that on her being tired. <laughs> She's like that all the time. Okay. No, we have I'm had. I'm super excited about Yeah, this. we actually have had a great, uh, great week. And uh, yeah. we went and got to visit our. Future retreat home, yes, in Montana, and it was awesome. And then it's going to be amazing. Came straight home and went to a retreat, and it was really cool because if some of you follow us on social media, it was actually at at one of the houses in Laurel, Mississippi, where they film hometown hometown with Ben and Aaron Napier, and they do a lot of the. the renovations and home makeovers and things like that. And we stayed at one of the homes that they redid in season six. So that was pretty cool because we had seen the episode and Mm -hmm. we're like, huh, this house looks familiar. And she always paints like the new version of the house Mm -hmm. on a watercolor and gifts it to them when they present the new house. And it was hanging right there in the foyer. Yeah, it was was really cool. It was neat. But we had a great time with uh, some really fun couples that we got to spend the weekend with. And uh, so here's the other thing. There's been quite a few of you that have been like, oh, when are you coming to do a retreat in our neck of the woods? And the answer is... When we're invited. (laughs) That's a great answer. That was nicer because I was going to say, we're not. (laughs) But that's not true. We would love to, as a matter of fact. And we're just kind of getting into doing more retreats. And we really just, I mean, honestly, it's a time factor right now. Mm -hmm. Uh, But our time, we are going to have more time really next year. 
And um, so we're kind of looking a little more to the future and how we can. Next year is in 25? Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I thought you Where meant are like you? next what school year. What life are you living? <laughs> I thought you meant like next school year. No, I meant the calendar. Like after the summer. I went, meant the calendar. And there may be some some room next fall, but we just have a lot of things up in the air. And we already have a couple of ret- retreats mm-hmm. coming up this spring over in Atlanta, Georgia. And those are full. But uh, like Heather said, in all seriousness, um, it's one of those things where we would love to come to your area. So if uh, you have a church that might be interested in uh, bringing us in for a marriage conference or retreat, you know, have them reach out and talk to us. We would yeah. love to do that. So I think the reason why it's a bit confusing is because, you know, we said we went to one in Laurel, but that was completely church driven. Like a church invited us to do a retreat for their elders. And so we didn't create that retreat. So the ones that we are doing are the two in Atlanta. And then in the fall, um, we hope to do one in Montana. Those are the ones that we are, you know, designing and creating, but hosting and hosting. Yeah. But then other people are like, Hey, our church wants you to come and do this event for mm-hmm. us. And that's where you come in as far as um, you, the listener, right. um, come in and and we would, you know, love to entertain those for mm-hmm. sure. But one of the things that I that we talked about before we went on this particular uh, retreat is because we stayed at this house. So it was an Airbnb, the three couples, which is um, our retreats over in Atlanta are going to mm-hmm. be the, the two retreats or three couples each time. And yes, we can do church, you know, church retreats, conferences for more people. But we even talked about, we were like, hey, you know, if if we enjoy this, it could be one of those things where we go to a certain area, mm-hmm. we get an Airbnb. Right. And, you know, if there's three, four couples, however big the house is, yep. um, and they're able to, to join us. Sure. So, so anyway, we just want to throw that out there because, you know, a lot of you ask on social media and send us messages. And so we kind of wanted to clear a little bit of that up, but we want to get right into, I say right into, we didn't get right into it because we started running our mouths. Yeah. Um, apologies. Which is why this is two episodes instead of one. <laughs> yes. We're really good at that. We're really good at talking in case you didn't know. Um, so we have been, last week we started this, uh, this, our episode was how we created a new marriage. Um, and the premise of this is that, you know, when you go through trauma, you don't want to go back. People, people often will say, oh, I just want to get back to the way we were. And the way we were was not working. And so we had to create a brand new marriage and we're reading for our marriage reading this this uh this month is new marriage same couple and so it's kind of got us thinking about that new marriage and how we need to create um continue creating a new marriage and for those of you that are listening it may not be trauma that you're dealing with but everybody has certain areas that they just need to make new again and so last week we talked specifically about teamwork and we looked back on the, the ways that we failed uh, our first 15 years of marriage and then what we did to create a new marriage in the area of teamwork and also communication is what we did last week. So today we're going to wrap this thing up, hopefully, and um, let's start. So we're going to start with how we created this new area of ministry or how things are new in the area of our spiritual intimacy in our spiritual life. 
you did great taking the lead first last <laughs> week, so I'm going to let you continue that. Well, I um, when I think about the spiritual area, and I even think I said at the end of last week's episode that that's the one I'm most passionate about. That's the one that resonates most with me, and I see the biggest difference in my life. And, you know, there's two things that I want to say, and I'm fixing to contradict you on both of them. The first one is... The title of this series is How We Made a New Marriage, and that is 100% how God made a new marriage through us. We were just willing, Mm -hmm. and you have to be willing. You have to be willing to accept the miracle. Um, God works miracles, and God does that, and He 100% did that in our marriage, and more more importantly, and even beyond that, was my spiritual life. Um, The second thing that I'm going to contradict you about, and I... Do not, I, I fully understand the title and the purpose behind the title of the book that we're reading. New, same couple, new marriage. New marriage, same new couple. New marriage, came, same couple. But it's 100% for me, it was a new marriage because we became a new couple. Mm-hmm. And we became, and yes, it's still me and you. Again, I get the point of the yep. of the title, and it's very catchy, and it's very attractive to a lot of people, including us. That's why we picked it. But we had to become new individuals mm-hmm. to become a new couple. And in this area, in the spiritual area, is where I feel like the most change happened in our marriage. And because of that, the other areas we're able to change. Mm-hmm. And so for me, this spiritual area, I've done a lot of work, a lot of growth, a lot of learning, a lot of just being renewed in this area. And I think that, I, well, if you've listened to us at all, you know, um, in past episodes, you know that we both grew up in a very traditional um, church and there's nothing wrong with a traditional church, but I don't think that I connected with God, um, in a traditional way. Mm-hmm. And we, I grew up only being taught of those traditional ways, like, you know, for lack of better word, rituals or, um, checklist, you yeah. know, I'm going to spend this much time in prayer. I'm going to, you know, start the morning like this. I'm going to read this. It very, very checklist ish. Mm-hmm. Now I went, I shifted and was like, I didn't grow closer to the Lord like that. So nobody does. And that's not true either. There are lots of people out there that are very, um, they do feel closer to the Lord through those traditional practices. Mm -hmm. That just was not my way. And that's okay. So I went on this journey to figure out how do I connect with the Lord? And, you know, if there's anybody out there that says um, that they don't connect with him through the word, I think that's a problem. Mm -hmm. I think that everybody needs to connect with him through the word. And I do um, connect with him a lot um, through Bible study Mm -hmm. and learning new things about him and learning things about myself through that. But also I very much um, connect with him just through his presence 
um, and group worship and things like that. So my connection with him, I mean, he absolutely showed me who I was without him. And if you haven't um, heard that part of our story, I would, you know, I, there's several episodes in there where I go back and talk about that. So I don't want to rehash that for people who follow us um, regularly. But it was a brokenness of um, my sin and me seeing myself who I was apart from Christ. And in that journey, in that journey of, of finding, of seeing that, and you've heard um, me say this before, but my mentor put a hand on me when I was broken and said, God, please don't let her see her sin without catching a glimpse of her Savior. And in that moment, like it is a moment for me, and it's not a moment for everybody, but it was a moment for me where I saw who I was and simultaneously fell in love with who Jesus was and what he had done for me. And then over the past 12 and a half years, it has been a daily journey for me to fall in love with Jesus more, learn more about him, learn more about myself in him and let him refine and renew that. So in our spiritual life, I think we have a lot more freedom than we had before in that um, you draw close to the Lord in certain ways. I draw close to the Lord in different ways. We communicate about that talk about what God's teaching us in our separate ways and then are able to, in discussion, become closer together because of that. Mm, that's good. Um, when I think back to how we were um, first 15 years of marriage, one of the things that I just remember so vividly is that you in a way would almost nag me and we talk about nagging and mm -hmm. how you know a lot of times one spouse will kind of nag the other to get on board spiritually but you would almost nag me in a way of try almost making me feel guilty because I wasn't leading you to to have a personal for you to have a personal relationship like mm -hmm. you were so dependent on like it was, hey, well, I'm not growing close to God because it's your fault. <laughs> yeah, because you're not praying with me. Yeah. And you're not doing a devotion with me, you know, the checklist type thing. Sure. Because that's what we knew. And where I fell apart there is I didn't know how to lead really any other way except for kind of that traditional sense of mm -hmm. of leadership and doing, you know, making sure that we were checking the boxes as a as a couple. And the problem was it didn't matter really how um, close I was to the Lord and what my spiritual relationship was, I was never going to be enough. And I thought about that because we talk about how in other areas of marriage, you know, when you're depending on the other person and they're never going to be enough, well, that's why a lot of times I think that especially males when it comes to leadership – we never feel like we're going to be enough, and so we don't. It's hard to lead. So it didn't really matter where I was spiritually. I was never going to to be good enough. But I'm not supposed to be. That's right. And you're you're. I'm not supposed to be responsible for your spiritual growth. And so when when everything shifted for us was when we realized 
we're very different in how we connect with God. And just like you said, you found some, you found the ways and, you know, in God's presence. And for me, it's a nature. So I'm one of those that I guess you would land on the naturalist thing because it's getting in nature and praying. It's, it's, it's really having some conversation with God. And that's when our, we transformed, you said it, you said the word freedom. When we realized neither one of us was responsible for each other's spiritual life, we were responsible for growing in our own way spiritually, but then that growth, we started incorporating it into everything we did, whether it was decision-making, whether it was parenting, just talking about the ways that God was um, growing us, you know, just eat everything, our expression of worship when we were in corporate, when we're in corporate worship together, everything just became an overflow of what was happening to us individually. And so that was the biggest change uh, for us. And so now, you know, it's not a, it's not checklist for us. It's, we just, we're just growing separately. And because of that, it's, it's growing us closer together because we know how important that is um, to our marriage. Okay, next, right? Yes. <laughs> here, we go, here we go again. We're just, we just keep running out of time. Sorry. No, I mean, it's fine. Like I said last week, do you know who's in charge of this podcast? Yeah, we are. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> yeah. We do what we want to do. All right. So uh, physical intimacy. Wow. All right. Well, yeah. hey, I mean, you've been hitting the home run starting. Well, so go. physical intimacy for me, I'm probably going to let you talk more about this. Um, but for me, it's it's not as much of a transformation as the spiritual side. So I don't have as much to say about it. But to me, it our our intimacy now is so much um i feel like it is literally an act of worship and i know that that sounds so weird but it's not because god created sex god created intimacy it is a way that we feel the closest to one another it is the glue that holds us together it is it is meant to be the closest that you that you are with anybody, mm-hmm. and that's why um, sex before marriage is so dangerous because you get glued to somebody physically, um, and it's hard to tear apart from them if that relationship is not God honoring or if it's not one that you're going to end up marrying that person. Mm-hmm. And so for for us, um, that I feel like it is. Our physical relationship now is more intended for, no, is more the way that God intended, (laughs) shush, it is more the way God intended it to be Mm. than it was before. And I'm not saying we were doing anything cuckoo or weird or inviting things into our marriage bed that weren't supposed to be there. That's not the case. It's just that I realized what a gift our physical relationship was. And so therefore I feel like I try to honor God in that. Um, I feel like it is something that I have to be very unselfish with that I, that I feel like I was very selfish with before. Um, I see it now as a way, as a way to serve you and to love you well. Now we have podcast on 
um, our on sex and our sexual relationship and all of that that goes into much more detail. But just to summarize, Rusty is has a much higher sex drive than I do. But that doesn't mean that we do it less because I'm not um, as sexually eager. It's just that I have learned to um, love him well in that area. And I have to take my eyes off of me a lot and put it on you. And so because I was such a selfish person before 12 years ago, and that is an area where God has radically changed me, um, I feel like that's just so much easier for me to do because of where my heart is mm-hmm. in that. Yeah, and I, I think I'm going to take a little bit of a different turn with this because you you sort of summed up um, a lot of the real practical side of things and kind of how we're different. And yes, we do view it much differently. Um, and, you know, some of that is because of the trauma that we went through. Uh, but then, you know, just, I mean, even even for me, the selfish and the un, now unselfish part of it, I mean, I think that's for uh, both of us because, um, you know, particularly like what you said, but then on, on my side of things, it's not that it's just a physical act anymore. Mm-hmm. And, you know, learning that and embracing that as you grow together is a big deal. But uh, where I kind of want to go with this is more of, you, you all know our story. That's why you listen to this or a lot of you are attracted to our story because you know that we did walk through infidelity, and so Heather was unfaithful, and it was a it was a physical uh, relationship that was outside of our marriage. And so, I you know I just want to acknowledge the the pain and the absolute devastation that that causes um, a you know that bring that comes to a marriage because of that. And so there's people out there that are listening to this, and you're in the same, you've, that, that is your story, uh, either yours or your spouse. And you're trying to figure out how you can ever get back. Um, and like we said, it's not getting back, but how can you ever be physically intimate again? And there's others of you that haven't maybe experienced something that traumatic where your spouse has had an affair or you've had an affair um, or, you know, infidelity. I mean, there's, there, are, there are people we know that don't like that word, affair, but it's, the, it's culture. And so we, um, what I want to make sure that people are seeing from our story is that the only way that you can come back from something that devastating is first of all, it's a miracle to be honest. Um, but it's also because we decided it has to be new. And to know that there's true forgiveness, that there's true trust, that there's true safety. And when that when all of those ingredients come together, God can redeem your situation. And one of the things is, it may be that that's not your situation, but you're just really stuck in a place where we're not physically intimate because of X, Y, and Z. God can redeem that. God can 
completely change hearts. He can change desire. He can change. He can change so many things. But it may start with you just praying about it and like sincerely, genuinely praying for a desire for your spouse, for you to be unselfish, for your spouse to be unselfish, whatever it is that's the hang up. And I just want people to be able to look at us and go, man, you know, if they were able to make it through what they went through and have this area of their marriage be brand new, then we can too. Yeah. Um, and so you're right. We, it's just different. It is different, but it is also incredible. And we, we really do mean that. And so much of that though is you completely changing and shifting to where, yeah, you're just very selfless when it comes to that. And, and that doesn't mean that you're just, it's just, Hey, well, you know, whatever you want. Um, it's, I mean, we have a connection there. Um, but it's just really, really different. So, um, I think from here we move into this sort of quickly, but, um, because, you you mentioned it being a holy thing, but it's also really fun. Mm-hmm. We have a good time. And so the fifth area that we want to talk about is how we we created, with God's help, making this new marriage. And part of it is just having fun. Mm-hmm. And, and we're not just roommates. Like, we are, we are enjoying life together and... We just have a great, I mean, we have a good time. That doesn't mean that everything is always, uh, you know, roses and parades around here. It's not, but we have a great time. And I'll, I'll jump in here and you can, you can kind of wrap up. So think about what you're going to say on having, uh, for having a good time. Uh, I think for me, where it shifted was first 15 years, I, I just tried too hard. Like, I tried too hard to be everything that you needed me to be. And I was never, ever going to be enough for you. And when I wasn't enough, it affected me. And it uh, it upset me, and I was down. And so we had a hard time. There were plenty of fun times, don't get me wrong, but we had a hard time just enjoying life together because there was just so much pressure and there was so much, you know, walking on eggshells and I don't want to do anything to, you know, to, you know, to make her mad or, um, you know, and then I would try and I wasn't good enough. And so then I was a loser. I felt terrible. You know, all of that was just over and over and over. And after walking through infidelity, I went to my counselor one day. And I had this list of all of these things that I was like, I know I need to do this and this. I need to forgive her and I need to do this to make, uh, you know, to start believing and trusting and blah, blah, blah. I kept going on and on. And I got to the end and she said, you don't need to take life so seriously. And I don't know that that one statement really changed a lot for me. And it's not that I didn't get to a point where I was like, ah, I just don't care anymore. It was just, you know what? This life is too short to not enjoy each other. And, you know, we have this small window of time on earth and we're together. We've committed ourselves to each other. We've walked through literal hell, it feels like. And now we're on the other side of that. And it's like, 
we just don't have time to not have fun together. Yeah. And I think that's what has changed and why we created this new marriage um, of, of just enjoying life together. And we genuinely do all most of the time. Yeah. And I think for me, um, it became a um, being with you and having fun with you became an area that I was really made aware of even just seven years ago when I went through breast cancer. Um, Of course, I've always been thankful that you stayed. I can't, you know, I tell you that a lot. Like the thank you that you stayed, Mm -hmm. like you didn't leave. You stayed and you fought for our marriage. But then adding, so that was a that was a huge area of thankfulness. And then on top of that, seven years ago, when I was diagnosed with breast cancer and the thought of not being here, mm-hmm. I was like, gosh, I have so much to be thankful for. Like not just thankful that you stayed, but thankful that I get to do life with you. Mm-hmm. Thankful that I get to live. And there's, you know, so many people in this world, I hope, that are listening to this podcast that haven't been through either of those things, but it's still finding an area of thankfulness and, and, and being, um, having gratitude towards the fact that you get to do life with your spouse. Mm-hmm. And it's, and it's shifting that perspective of, you know, take the things that drive you nuts or the things that you're like, Oh, well, we could have fun if she wouldn't do this or if he wouldn't do that. And taking your, your gaze and shifting it towards thankfulness. Mm. And I think that if you, I know that if you shift towards thankfulness and gratitude, you will start having more fun and enjoy life more with Mm. your spouse. That's good. And I think a part of having fun together is, is, learning to be intentional, to make time to enjoy each other and have fun together. And we've even been doing that more and more over the last couple of years. Really, I mean, it has been intentional, but I think God's just really preparing us for the empty nest, Mm -hmm. which we call second honeymoon season. And I mean, you know, when we, we end up going places and doing things together more and, you know, the kids are, are, older and they're not with us all the time. And yeah, there's a, it feels like there's a hole there sometimes because we're Mm -hmm. so used to doing it with our, with our kids and we're really, really close as a family. But honestly, we, we just have learned that we're enjoying each other, even when it's just us. So the little dates here and there, the, you know, the times when the kids are out and, you know, one's in college, the other one's about to go to college. But, you know, if he's out late and we're just home by ourselves and we're watching TV, you know, it's just taking those moments to just enjoy being together. And um, and we're being very intentional about that, I think. So, um, so yeah, I hope that those five areas kind of give you a glimpse into what really changed in our marriage. And, uh, you know, if there's one of those five that you're like, man, we just don't do a good job in that area, then this is your chance. This is your chance to not go back to the way it was, um, but make something completely new. And I promise if you live the next however many years that you're living on this earth and married together in that new marriage, you're just gonna, you're just gonna love life. And that's the way we should be living together. So... Um, We enjoyed uh, sharing a little bit of our journey with you, and we're going to sign off, and we'll see you next time.